everyone. Welcome back to the Lightly Salted Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Alyssa. I'm the host of this podcast alongside Nikki. We basically set out on this mission to have open, meaningful, and inspiring conversations about life and just share them with all of you. It has been such a wild ride so far. I can't believe that we are three months into this incredible adventure. As always, thank you guys for listening and supporting us. If these conversations mean something to you, then please share the podcast with a friend and rate the show, leave us a review, all that stuff. We love the engagement, and of course, it helps getting our podcast more visible to new listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Lightly Salted Podcast. In today's episode, it's just Nikki and I again. We're going to be bringing more guests on in the near future, but we have really loved doing these solo episodes recently to just give you guys a better idea of who I am and who Nikki is and um, just, you know, get more connected with you guys. So I hope you have loved them as much as we have. Today, we talk about all the highlights from season one and basically like our biggest takeaways from each episode. We loved and learned so much from the conversations with each one of our guests so far, and it just means a lot that all of our guests were willing to come on the podcast and support us and have these um, amazing conversations. So if there are any that you missed, um, definitely go back and check those out. Give them a listen, but yeah, you'll you'll catch the highlights, at least um, our biggest takeaways. So let's get into it. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. So, all right, before we start, let me think of a peek and pit for the week. Um, Do you have yours? Do you know what they're going to be? Kind of. It's going to be squirrely again. Okay. This is just, this is me. This is just how I, this is how I That's like how we roll though. Okay. It works. It works so good. Do you want to start with your pit and peak? Yeah, Either one, either one. So um, my peak for this week, and Alyssa and I have kind of already talked about this today, but my peak is that Ev is smiling. Um, It has been just so cool to watch as she's been like kind of growing into herself a little bit more. First off, she's getting huge, which is just crazy. But um, she's also been like smiling and she's smiling back at you, which is really, really precious. Um. And then something else with that, too, is she's kind of, like, working on her grip strength. So, like, right now she's under her little wooden play gym, but sometimes she'll, like, grab the little, like, ornaments or things that are on there, and she'll just, like, hold on to them. And so she's starting to kind of grip toys and stuff like that, and then she's also smiling, which is adorable. Um, She's still sleeping quite a bit, too, but she has some more, like, alertness, too, like, more awake windows. Um. But when she's been sleeping, I've been able to either rest or still get movement in, or I have read 300 pages. I've stopped watching TV, which has been really nice. Um, so I've read 300 pages in the past like four or five days. Wow. So yeah, I'm going to start. I'm going to keep reading. I'm like wow. determined to finish the series I'm on. Um, I'm super into Sarah J. Moss. I don't know if you've ever heard of mm-hmm. that, but that's she does like a fantasy series. Um, what and- are you currently reading? A Court of Thorns and okay. Roses. Okay. So that was the series that I, I'm on the last book right now. Okay. 300 pages in it. And then I think it's it's a long one. Probably have 500 pages left of that. And then she has another series that she released that I think is going to tie back somehow. And I'm super excited about it. But Grace preaches it. Nice. So I have – 
there's two books and then she's releasing the third at the end of January. So my goal is to like plug through yeah. that just in time for the new release. That's awesome. What led to your decision to not do TV anymore? I felt like I was binging it really heavy while I've been on maternity leave. Um, just screen time in general. Like I felt like I was watching a lot of TV while I was up like nursing her or when she was sleeping. I would just be like mindlessly watching movies or Netflix or Hulu or binging series. Um, and I just felt like I was getting dumber. So <laughs> <laughs> challenging my brain with some reading um, and kind of putting that away. And I talked to Grace about this today too, but screen time in general yeah. I think is just – especially winter, I feel like yep. it just – I get – done with the day or I have a free hour and the hour just goes so fast because mm-hmm. I just get on my phone and freaking scroll. Yeah. And a lot of it is inspiring, but I also need to like limit who I'm following, mm-hmm. I think, because I follow a ton of influencers. Yep. So I feel like I need to like scale that back and just follow people that are more inspiring and set app limits again. Yeah. I used to have limits on my phone where I would only be on Instagram for like an hour a day. And I would set a limit so that I had to put in a passcode if I wanted to get on the app. And that would just kind of break the habit or at least make you conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I my screen time was getting ridiculous. So I started reading yeah. again. Okay. So I love this topic because I've actually been monitoring my screen time so much. This like just, I don't know, the last few weeks, I think. And it has made such a difference it, on my mental, how I feel, my energy. So much. It's like the thing I think about before I'm going to scroll through my phone and like social media apps. I'm like, what is my intention for this? Like, am I just the, literally doing this because I'm bored or because I like because it's am habitual. stressed yeah. or I'm yeah. like overwhelmed? And then in doing so, you're just – you're taking in so much mm-hmm. without realizing it. Like So many different content. Yeah. Like, concepts and everything if I'm feeling like overwhelmed in my head I know that's like the last place I should go Uh because I'm just gonna take in way more that I don't need to think about so much more confused (laughs) or yeah Yeah. or comparing or whatever else like it doesn't it's like unconsciously you do absorb a lot through social media yeah but I agree with you like being mindful of who you follow and actually I've tried to limit my inspirational ones a little bit because I think like we've talked about this so much like we're always trying to like grow and be better and like do Mm -hmm. better and sometimes I do get like overwhelmed by the inspiration because I'm like oh yeah I'm not doing enough like well and this was something so this is just something that I was thinking of going into a a new year and I need to journal about this too just to get it straight in my head but like Going into 2024, something that I really wanted to focus on is balance. And again, Mm -hmm. that whole concept of like giving yourself grace um, with things. Like I feel like if I'm putting everything into something, then I'm walking out of it with nothing. Like if you're just spreading yourself so thin, you're either walking away with nothing or you're walking away with a bunch of half-assed somethings. Like Mm -hmm. there's never – you're never feeling fulfilled in something if you're putting – yeah. All of yourself in a million different things. Yep. Like it's so true. Yeah. Like, didn't you post something the other day about like being all there, like being fully present mm-hmm. and being yeah. Yeah. Like, like if you're gonna and I I always aspire to you when I think of that, but like wherever I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be all there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that just the focus, maybe that's the word for 2024, like to yeah. focus or be more intentional, like mm-hmm. you said. Like yeah. even just thinking about like being able to grasp that, like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And just having that mindfulness about yeah. it. So yeah. I do need to journal. I need to figure out what exactly the word is. But mm-hmm. that's the concept. 
Love is that. like not spreading yourself thin and like really being able to focus on yeah your intentionality behind it. I remember I did this like a year or two ago now and it helped me so much because I used to have such a hard time making decisions Mm -hmm. and I like set my priorities. As silly as that sounds, I was like, what's like very important to me right now in life? And it helped me so much because then if something came up, like like an opportunity or whatever, it was Mm -hmm. very easy for me to be like, yes, this is good because it aligns with my priorities or no, this isn't going to just take away from things in my life or yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. I'm trying to like bring into yeah, my life. Yeah, whatever your goal is. Yeah. Um, I feel like I – God, this is such a good conversation. Like, no, I feel like we need to do this, this way more. Like, right off the bat. <laughs> Coming out of the gates. Um, no, but even today, like I was doing – so I was doing like my manifestation journal, which – Kelsey, if you're listening, thank you because that has been like the best thing. She gifted me a manifestation journal um, right before I had Ev actually Mm -hmm. and it's been so nice during this time. But one of the topics that it's been – that it had me do today um, as I was like working through it, it always has like a page where you're kind of reading like the why behind the concept. But it talked about like the 80-20 rule. So it talked about focusing on like the 20% – of what you're doing that's bringing you 80% of your happiness and then to like focus on those things. So it had you write down like the 20% of people that are bringing you joy, the 20% or the 20% of people that are bringing you 80% of your joy, 20% of the places that you're going that are bringing 80% of your joy. Then it had you do the flip side to cut the things out that are – that you're doing 20% of that are leading to 80% of your unhappiness, scrolling social media, being Mm -hmm. on that list, screen time being on that list. So like it just was such a cool concept and I was like that helped me get it very straight in my mind on like what I need to prioritize, what things I need to say no to, yeah, who I need to prioritize, Mm -hmm. activities I need to prioritize, places that make me happy that I need to make it a point to go to. Like it just – it was – really cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, we should definitely share that journal with yeah, our listeners. Absolutely. We can put absolutely. a little link. I can um, share it too. I can make a little like post about it or yeah. put it in our stories or something. Yeah. So. I think that would be great because I do think that's like sometimes the hardest part is just taking time to like sit and think mm-hmm. about those things. Well, and I love it too because it does put it in like bite-sized chapters. So I don't do them all like day by day by day. Like I usually focus on like one of those things a week mm-hmm. or every couple weeks whenever yeah. I get a time to go to it. But it does help me really put that into perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I think especially that 80-20 one, yeah. doing that, I was like there are definitely some things that I can cut out very easily just by like seeing them clear as day as yep. I was writing them down. I think since we're on this tangent, something I've done this year and then I did it last year too is I have this big um, like board that hangs in our bedroom yeah. and it's it's literally just like paper, like those huge sheets of paper uh-huh. and I write the month and then things that I want to focus on for the month. Like I love what, it. Like starting each month yeah. intentionally. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to Mark about this last night, but – if you know me, I love the beginning of each day, like the morning. Yeah. I love Mondays because it's the like beginning of the of week. the week. I guess yeah. Sundays. I don't know how you count that. But Sunday's a rest day. Yeah. So Monday <laughs> Monday's Sunday the beginning. <laughs> and then I love the beginning of each month, like the first of the yeah. month and the beginning of each well, it's a season. Fresh start. Yeah. yeah. And then like the year. It's just like my favorite. I just love the like the, the refresh. fire behind it. Yeah. yeah. So every month I do write down like what's my focus and 
It could be anything. Like this year, it was such a variety looking back on the different things I chose to focus on for the year. I did a lot with like um, personal growth, but also like there was some career stuff. There was some relationship stuff. Yeah. There was just like finding like a peace and a calm in mm-hmm. life and a contentness. Like, yeah. I remember was, you talking about that over yeah, the summer yeah. like when we first started recording, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like doing that and like setting each and like monthly intention or whatever, do you feel like it makes you like when you reflect back on the end of the year, you're not like that just went so fast. Like yeah. where did all my time go? You actually had – because you had a clear focus for mm-hmm. each month, does it – feel different? Yeah, I think it helps a lot. And that's actually like why I started it was I remember I had a year like three years ago, it was like it went so fast. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want that to happen again. So then I did start to kind of slow each month down and made a purpose to like check in and just slow it down and, you know, find different things that can ground myself throughout the year. Because then I'll remember, like, I'll be able to absorb more, you know, and Time still goes by fast, but it does help. I love it too because I feel like that kind of goes along with even what we were talking – well, what I had posted about about approaching everything as a beginner. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with like you taking your promotion or your new thing with work and then like if you start every day intentionally like that or every month intentionally or every year, like you're taking it as a fresh start. Yeah. I think there's something so powerful about that, like going into each day knowing that you have something new to learn, Mm -hmm. even if it's – even if you're doing your same routine. Yeah. Like I feel like that just takes the mundane energy out of it because Mm -hmm. you're going into it with like a learner's mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I think you when you have like a curiosity for things Mm -hmm. and an openness – I think it's it does bring a lot of just like opportunity. It opens some doors. It changes how things are presented to you. Absolutely. I know that sounds like very cliche, but I do think your mindset matters. It matters so much. And I feel like – and we're going to get into this too as we kind of look back at highlights from the episodes that we've done so far. But like our entire – 14 episodes that we've had so far, mindfulness has been like a focus. Like mm-hmm. I really feel like our whole mission and purpose for doing this like rang true through yeah. – even if we weren't thinking that as we were going through it, like every single person that we had on here talked about yeah. mental state and mental health and mm-hmm. the highs and the lows and really like all of the things, joy, laughter, yeah. grief, sadness, yeah. death, like literally covered mm-hmm. every season of life within – the 14 episodes that we've had. It's so cool. I thought it was – I agree. I thought it was so cool. And I do think it's really important to, like, not glaze over the the hard times. And, like, you know, we can't always have a positive mindset. We can't always be in, like, that space. And I actually heard something recently that was, like, our intention isn't, like, to always be happy. Right. Like, that's not good. No, not at all. It's not healthy. Yeah. And I feel like it's that, like – it almost becomes that like toxic positivity, yes. which I used to be so that person. Me like, too. Uh, uh, like trying to force that yes. optimism and that positivity down everybody's yeah. throat. And it's just not real. Right. It is really not. It's not. I used to be the same way and I feel like it changed a lot. But that was one thing I was worried about with the podcast was like, shoot, is that going to come through? Because like, you know, I am a pretty optimistic person. I, and I am too. But I do think, yeah, like having – um. 
I'm glad we had some of like those harder conversations and just knowing too, like you can experience both at the same time. Uh huh. Like we I talked think that about, that's been huge too. Yeah. I do feel like it, like doing this too, has made me a lot more confident talking about mm-hmm. exactly how I'm feeling or trying, like not even that I can pinpoint my emotions because sometimes they're just really messy. Yeah. But same. it does help me be able to talk through it and at least yeah very cool I remember um this is like a side tangent but I remember one of my first like therapy sessions my therapist was like we need to give you an emotion wheel so we literally like looked at an emotion wheel and Mm -hmm. all the emotions all the emotions that like you can feel yeah (laughs) I was like wow there's a lot of emotions out there I always think like I'm either angry happy sad yeah like like, those are the three (laughs) Yeah, but there's a lot out there. And it's interesting if you do like look at an emotion wheel, we should actually share one because if you look at the things that I should pull it up actually. And I'm going to write down the things that I have to share. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, like, okay, so an emotion wheel, it like, it like looks like that. Oh my God. You have sadness, but then within sad, it could be depressed. It could be guilty, vulnerable. Oh, like there's so many different. Yeah. Yeah. It could be grief, um, like fragility, emptiness. Like that's just for sadness. And then you have like fearful. It's like rejection, feeling weak, insecure. It just really breaks it down. Yeah. It's like, wow. wow. So during therapy, when you visited that, did Mm -hmm. they like, you would say I'm feeling sad and then you'd have to go through and try to pinpoint what exactly was making you feel sad. Yep. And then I did a lot of work on embodiment and what am I feeling in my physical body? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm anxious, am I feeling it in my stomach? Am I feeling it in my chest? Where is this pain? Okay, so this this is going to lead into more. This is like Oh my gosh. This is so good. It like leads into what I was thinking was my biggest takeaway from Aaliyah. Oh, really? Because hers, she talked a lot about embodiment and just feeling things in your different chakras. Yes. It's so so true. We should go into that now. We should go into our highlights for every episode. Do we want to finish Peaks episode? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. I forgot. (laughs) And then we should. Definitely. We'll have to loop back. Okay. Um, Okay. I talked about my peak. Yep. Okay. So what is your My pit, I think, is just trying to – this is the one that's hard for me to explain, but I feel like my pit has been, like, really trying to focus on the now, like, being in the here and now. I feel like I keep thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I only have four weeks left before I have to go back to work, or, oh, my gosh, she's going to be eight weeks this Saturday. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, I have her eight-week checkup on the 28th, and then I have two weeks before I go back to work. Like, it's just this time of year, too. It's, like, Christmas party, this, this party, Christmas like all of the timelines are just ticking and I feel like I'm getting very like sucked into that as opposed to being like today is Thursday the 14th and this is where I am right now yeah and the rest I don't have to have figured out right now like it'll come it's gonna come when it comes and we'll figure it out as we go I don't need to be thinking about that right now like I have four more weeks left and that's awesome and I can soak those up but I need to be like yeah here so that's been hard for me this week, just mentally, I'm all over. Mm-hmm. I love that honesty. <laughs> like that is real, you know. This time of year in general is always so fast, and then you add in all of that. Like, and then I add in like getting like I, this year I've been able to craft more than normal because I'm not working, so I'm at home and I take advantage of when she's napping and whatever else. But like, I've just been crafting a lot and creating a lot, which I love. But it also makes time 
go so fast. And then again, you're crafting with a deadline because mm-hmm. I got to get these gifts out by Christmas. So it's like, again, it just is making it. Yeah. What are your peaks and pits? My Okay, so my peak for the week is the quality time that I got to spend with people. So there was like so many good days in the last week. I got to see my mom and we did a whole day of like shopping and lunch and hanging out together. I love that. Yeah. So that was great. Mom time is so good. I know. It was so Mm. nice. And then we did like Christmas decorated uh, like cookies. Okay. Christmas decorating um, with Mark's family. And that was so much fun. I love it. And then we went and like got a Christmas tree. So there was just so much quality time with family. I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah. It's so good. We got a Christmas tree too. It was such a nice thing to be able to do. It's so fun. Oh, I love it. I love things about like the holiday season. Yeah. I'm so glad that you got to spend time with your mom too. I was just talking to my friend Emily and she was talking about how she planned like a movie night with her mom. Mm -hmm. And that's just so nice to do. Like I feel like you just – yeah, you missed that. Yeah. So – I know. It's always so good to see my mom. And she's like just a refreshing ball of energy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm sure she loves it too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So then my pit for the week, I would say the lack of movement I got okay. would be my pit overall. The th- I was like busy. Yeah. So, you know, I I did do a lot, but I wasn't like intentionally exercising or like right. moving really. It was just kind of busy. Do you feel so. like the busyness like filled you up as opposed yeah. to feeling like you like overcommitted? Yeah, I really think it That's did. A good thing. Yeah, I know. I was like um, Again, it means that you're putting your energy into that 20% that's yeah. fulfilling you. Aww. It like almost like energized me rather yeah. than you I know. love that. Yeah. And giving yourself grace with the lack of movement. Like yes. it doesn't sound like you're like beating yourself up no. like I have to work out otherwise. Right, yeah. exactly. We're gonna take a quick pause from the episode to tell you guys about today's sponsors. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's all online. You guys have heard me talk about therapy in this conversation today, and I will tell you that therapy has changed my life in so many ways. It wasn't always easy, but I promise it's so worth it. Our partnership with BetterHelp is amazing because they offer more affordable and accessible mental health services to so many people, which is awesome because that can be an obstacle for so many people who want to go to therapy. It's super easy. They have you fill out a questionnaire and then they match you to a licensed professional that they think will be a good fit. And if you don't feel like it's a good fit, you can always change therapist without any additional cost or insurance and worrying about who's in your network, all of that because none of that should prevent you from getting the support that you deserve. So if you're interested, click on the link in the show notes below or go to betterhelp.com forward slash lightly salted. Clicking on the link helps to support our show and it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Mental health is always something that I will advocate for, so I'm really happy to be working with a company that offers accessible mental health care. Today's conversation is also sponsored by Yoloha Yoga. You guys have heard Nikki and I talk about yoga a lot. We've posted about yoga a lot. So you can trust us when we say that we've tried so many yoga mats. We're currently obsessed with the cork yoga mats from Yoloha. 
They have so many styles, so many patterns. They are just incredible. I would definitely recommend heading over to their website and checking out all of the yoga mats and accessories that they have available. They are unlike many other yoga mats because they are completely natural and free of any harsh chemicals, making it a sustainable choice for you, but also a sustainable choice for the earth. You can click on the link in the show notes below or head over to yellowhotyoga.com forward slash the lightly salted podcast. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Okay, so should we do the highlights? Yeah. Yeah, so highlights. So we were kind of talking about this too, but we were originally going to split this into two seasons. Like we were going to do like season then take like December off and then launch season two sometime in the spring Mm -hmm. um but we feel like a lot of you are really enjoying kind of the sporadic episodes that we've been putting out and um as long as we can give ourselves grace and you guys can give us some grace as we maybe skip a week here and there um we're just going to keep on rolling with the recording um weekly as much as we can and trying to get um new episodes for you guys because um, we feel like a lot of you are kind of catching up and listening like as you're going and don't really want us to take a break. So we're just going to keep yep. going and um, and we're getting a lot out of it and I feel like we're kind of getting in a groove and yeah, um, learning a lot. And all of the episodes that we've done so far have kind of had like that theme that we wanted originally, like mindfulness, balance, um, harmony within your life, like all the highs and the lows and finding the balance and harmony within that. And we've had a lot of fun with recording. So we're going to keep on going. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the first episode, as we're kind of reflecting back, was with Kristen. What was your biggest takeaway from Kristen's episode? My biggest takeaway from Kristen's was the visualization that she talked about. Okay. So like visualizing a white light of energy around yourself and just like protecting your energy and like owning your space and just not letting anybody else like impact you and just really like, you know, protecting your energy. That was my big takeaway. I like that. Um, definitely protecting your energy. That was a great one. Um, I also kind of along those same lines, but my biggest takeaway from her episode was um, practicing non-reactivity. Mm. So that was a lot when she was talking about the meditation. Um, That's a and good just, one. Yeah. And just how to do that while like you're letting your mind like bring those thoughts in and you're bringing awareness to all of those thoughts, but not letting them like overcome mm-hmm. your mental space. So yeah. again, like seeing it for what it is and then just being able to keep on in your energy and in your space and not mm-hmm. getting sucked into it or letting it take over because yeah. your mind is a powerful tool and it can do that. So yeah, yeah, I really liked that. Next episode was Autumn's about the vintage Haven and opening her shop in Hastings and kind of that journey. I think with Autumn, my biggest takeaway was to just start, even if you don't feel ready just start. Mm -hmm. Um, And this brought me back to Mel Robbins too. Sorry, I talk about Mel Robbins a lot, (laughs) but I really am inspired by her. But she talked about how just do it is like the number one slogan um, for any brand in the world. And the most important part of that isn't do, it's the word just because it represents that moment of hesitation before you do something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's so important. And 
something that I so took away from Autumn too is like, yes, she had every reason in the world not to start or she had every reason to be nervous or hesitant, but she went ahead and just did it. And her business is going to continue to evolve as she does. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for you to change your business name or your business model a couple different times or change your major in life or change whatever it is that you're doing because you're evolving as a person. So just start. Yeah. wherever you're at. That was my biggest takeaway from her. Wow. That one was a great takeaway. I will not <laughs> be able to top that one. That's okay. <laughs> that was so I was good. in my feels today. Okay. <laughs> I was really like I went back through and I listened for probably four hours. To I love episodes, it. So. I love it. Um, Autumn's was amazing. I loved getting to meet her. And like, seriously, I think she has great energy. She's so Mm. nice and so kind and so passionate about what she does. And my big takeaway was finding the things that spark joy for you and going with it and leaning into that. And then also I talked to your mom about this after she listened to that episode. And we were both just so inspired about like shop local you know, think about where your stuff comes from. Absolutely. And support small businesses and, you know, recycle. Yeah. You know, buy buy thrifted clothes. Like, yeah, we consume so much stuff. We make so much stuff, waste so much stuff. And I think that was yeah. a big takeaway for me in Autumn's episode. And then also, yeah, just being passionate about the things that you want in your life. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think, yeah, following your passions, pursuing your passions – I think that she does that fully. And I think that even from her shop in Middleville to her shop in Hastings, like you saw it as her vision changed and she was able to make, like wanted her business to focus more on what she was passionate about and into Mm -hmm. with more of the retro and vintage teas and that kind of thing and kind of getting away from the wicker, which she still does a lot of wicker, but that was like what her customer clientele base was telling her that she wanted as opposed to like what she was truly passionate mm-hmm. about. So I love that with the shift in her store, she really – you get a lot more feel of her personality in that. Yeah. I love so that. That's been really cool. Yeah. Um, I think episode – the next episode was Christine's. Oh, so yeah. So she was our next guest. Yes. We've talked about her a lot, yeah. being inspired by her episodes. So. Yeah, Christine's. So she was the naturopath that we had on, and she was she's a naturopath that I went and um, worked with for quite a while. And my biggest takeaway from the episode with her was just – Like I talked about it, I think, in our last episode, it was not adding all the extra shit and like garbage into your body. Mm -hmm. Like be mindful of the food that you eat and like the things that you use because your body, like we said last week, like if you don't have any autoimmune disorders or anything like that, your body does have what it takes to like fight fight and like, you know, yeah, like – um, I just feel like our bodies are such like machines and we're capable of so much. And so if we give ourselves like the right energy that it deserves, mm-hmm. then it's like unstoppable. So, um, that was my big takeaway with her is like just getting back into the simplicity of life. And yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And I, I kind of had the same thing. So obviously when I, listened to her episode and when you were interviewing her, it was kind of like right before I was about to give birth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found her birth story super yes. inspiring um, and just like learning the differences between her two births. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of gave me 
a lot of peace of mind um, on what to kind of expect with that. I also loved hearing how she supports women from like prenatal through their postpartum journey and everything. Yeah. But the biggest takeaway that I had too was just the um, different ways to heal your body and your gut through what you're eating and your nutrition, staying mm-hmm. hydrated and movement, like those being the three things and the supplements being like maybe a Band-Aid. Yeah. But you shouldn't need to take them long-term. Like that shouldn't be the answer. Yeah. Um, And I think that that was really eye-opening to me too. Just obviously I've talked about my gut and how um, I've had to take a lot of like fiber supplements and stuff like that. So my last Meyer pickup order that I did, I added in like a lot more fruits and vegetables and natural Mm -hmm. greens and I'm still having to take the fiber because that just is what it is. Yeah. But I did start introducing a lot more like natural fibers, natural proteins Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to doing like a Metamucil or a psyllium husk cap. Like I started doing more greens, um, more broccoli, more asparagus. I introduced avocados and sweet potatoes and my fridge has been full of groceries (laughs) and vegetables and I love that. So yeah, just kind of trying to go more. the more of the natural route and focusing more on like what you're putting into your body as opposed to using a supplement as like a crutch. Absolutely. This wasn't talked about in the conversation with her, but in one of the meetings that I had with her, just thinking about like the way that we eat our food, we often eat in such a hurry. Like we eat when we're driving, we eat during work, we eat while we're standing up. And like that's not how we're supposed to eat like if you think about it it's very like animalistic like if we were to sit and like salivate over our food like that is actually what that's like the salvation is what like triggers your body to be like oh yep I'm about to digest food I think it's interesting how much we don't tune into our instincts and our natural Mm -hmm. tendencies and stuff like that and then yeah I just thought that was a huge takeaway when I, I talked with her. Well, I think it's – yeah, it is. And it's so important. Like I – I mean, even thinking about like working in the speed at which we mm-hmm. work, like a lot yeah. of times we work through our breaks, mm-hmm. like which we should not be doing at yeah. all. But it is. It's that fast yeah. on the go mentality. And if you just actually sit and let your food digest or take a drink of water before mm-hmm. you eat yep, or drink 16 ounces of water, like you're yep. not even hungry. Your body's thirsty. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's um, like, which I've had to really retrain yeah. myself too because like I – I gained no weight during pregnancy and then this postpartum period. I I was losing a ton of weight at first when I was breastfeeding and then all of a sudden somewhere along the line I told myself six pieces of chocolate in a day is okay. It's freaking not okay. Um so yeah, just having to like retrain my brain like you're yeah. you do feel ravenous, but a lot mm-hmm. of it is like you're really thirsty because yeah. your body is producing all that milk and like Right. Yeah. I thirsty. think we mistake hunger cues all the time as just so we're much. dehydrated. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, something I saw on Kat's podcast today. Um, so this is not my own, but it's it, okay. Again. Her guest, yeah, it's like good. You know, maybe our listeners don't know those other podcasts or don't and stuff. listen to. I mean, yeah. I didn't listen to a ton of podcasts either. Yeah. Um. So what I heard from hers today was that we are constantly always thinking about like ways to make money or ways to work harder. And we don't think about our health until we have like a health condition. And yeah. then we slow down and we are like, whoa, I need to change my whole lifestyle because 
I've been stressed the fuck out. Yeah. And (laughs) now it's completely backfired on me and my body's telling me that it's done. Like I think um, that was something else interesting actually that I did with Christine. She tested my cortisol levels, which is like your stress hormone. Yeah. And they were through the roof. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, that's a problem for me because I like like feeling like that. Like when I'm like – up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is a crazy thing. This can also be cut. <laughs> I'm just going to put this out there. Um, our bodies are so insane. Breast milk in the morning has cortisol in it. Oh. Breast milk in the night has melatonin. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Like it naturally has that. So I've had to start labeling my breast milk like AM <gasps> and PM. How did you find that out? My friend Emily told me. Genius. Crazy. Like our bodies are just wild. Well, it literally makes like sense. Like naturally occurring. Yeah, because our, our cortisol. So if uh, I'm giving her my, like if somebody's giving her a bottle with my AM breast milk. <laughs> she's going to be wild. <laughs> I think we should leave that in the podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> people should. need to know that. It's really, like it just, it blew my mind. That is absolutely mind blowing. And well, then yeah. a melatonin, like then she's going like, to sleep, sleep for five hours. That's yeah, genius. It just crazy to think about. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, because that is naturally, you know, we're supposed to have a cortisol spike in the morning. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure it's supposed to like even out throughout the rest of the day. You might have like another one in the afternoon or something, but I think it's supposed to like mm-hmm. calm down and then – Yeah, mellow yeah. out and then melatonin at night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like naturally. Yeah. It just is – I thought it was so cool. Anyway. Yeah. Our bodies do natural crazy stuff. Yes. So that's the takeaway from Christine. episode Whoa. three. <laughs> yeah. She taught me a lot. Um, that was one that I was so bummed that I wasn't present for. Yeah. Uh, all the ones I've missed, I've Literally. been really sad. Yeah. But next one was motherhood. Yes. <laughs> so obviously I think for both of us, I think there was so much that we took away from our moms. Oh like my especially gosh. actually sitting down and having that conversation with them. Like obviously we've learned a million and a half things yeah. from them just throughout our lifespans. But mm-hmm. I think actually sitting down and having an intentional conversation, yeah. I learned things that I didn't know um, yeah. just about how our parents navigated it. I think my takeaway from our conversation was just that our both of our moms really worked to create a safe space for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I thought about, and this is something that like I want to very much take into my relationship with Evie as um, she continues to grow up, is just that idea of like if she has something happen um, or gets into trouble or does something that maybe she will regret or shouldn't have done, I don't want her to think – oh, mom's going to kill me. Like, I want her to think that she can come to me. Yeah. Like, oh, mom's going to know what to do in this situation or I I need to talk to my mom because she's going to know what to do, which is how I've always been growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that I'm almost TMI with my mom. Like, I, there's not one thing that I wouldn't yeah. share with her. And I think that that's just because she has created that no judgment mm-hmm. zone. Like, I know that I can go to her and she'll always be my safe space. And that even if it's – if there is something that I maybe wouldn't go to my dad for, like yeah. I, my mom will keep that harbored. Yes. And safe. Yes. One of my biggest takeaways from hearing your mom speak about motherhood was that she is like just a safe space and she will harbor your secrets and mm-hmm. she'll know. Like she said on the podcast, she was like, Yeah, if it's something that your dad has to be involved in, like, of course, she right. would tell him. But if it's not, yeah. yeah, like if it's a girl to, code or yeah. something that just it 
Yeah. yeah. He just doesn't need to know. I love which, that. I love my dad and I will go to my dad with so many things. Yeah. But there are just some things that are, I don't know. I'm pretty open with my dad too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably way TMI with Tom too. So. Oops. Your parents yeah. are great. But yeah, I mean, I do think there's just a level of um, safety like you said, that they both created Mm -hmm. and also like letting us find our independence. Like I think that came through a lot in the conversation as well. Yeah. Like they built some really competent kids Yeah, and, you know, they gave us space to explore and get to know like the world around us and try and fail and like, you know, that's not the end and like we can learn from our mistakes and that was my big takeaway. I love that. No, and I think that I think it's absolutely so true. Like keeping you safe and protected while also letting you yeah. be on your own mm-hmm. and explore and be creative. And I think we just grew up in a little bit of a different time, but not putting a screen in front of your face mm-hmm. and like letting you actually like be bored. Yeah. Like dare to be bored because you were yeah. able to create um mm-hmm. and become independent and grow together in that. And just hang out with your siblings. Like you yeah. Just play, make, pretend, and yeah, so fun. Um, okay, so for Grace's, mm-hmm. um, I had so many takeaways from Grace's episode. I just think that she's just been through a lot in such mm-hmm. a short, short life so far. Uh, but I think that my biggest thing through Grace was just being able to um, connect in the vulnerability Like, and she had made a comment about how even if her writing impacts, like, one person, that's enough. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that, too. Like, even if this podcast gets out and it reaches four people and those four people walk away gaining something from it or feel inspired by it, like, that, then we've mission accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) She's not ready for Zoom calls or cameras, but that's okay. She's Um, the best podcast guest. It wasn't me. Seriously. Uh, But just being able to connect in the vulnerability and the rawness and the messy emotions, like, I think – they're right now, like we've talked about being there's so much content creation coming our ways and so much for us to absorb. I think that you lose the connection in that, like those curated moments. So something that I took from Grace was just that like being able to connect through that vulnerability and being able to connect through genuine emotion and mm-hmm. raw feelings. Like I I think that there were so many people that were inspired by the episode and moved by it because it's the stuff that people don't talk about right now. Yep. I think even that with with Matt too, and we'll get there. I guess I'll pause on that. But I just think that there is so much connection that happens in that vulnerability and knowing that like we're navigating through it and it's not always going to look perfectly curated and we don't need to like put the masks up. Like just by being able to – be vulnerable and share like your deep mm-hmm. emotions as dark and messy and raw as they may be. Mm-hmm. There's connection and community in that yeah. because we're all going through messy mm-hmm. emotions. So yeah. Yeah. That was my biggest thing with hers. A hundred percent. I echo that because that was my big takeaway as well. I think, yeah, I think that it can be hard for me to connect on that super vulnerable, like in my feels state, mm-hmm. because it is uncomfortable. 
Yeah. And you don't know how people are going to respond. And, you know, sometimes, like we talked about with Grace, sometimes it's not that you're looking for people to comfort you or to fix it. You're just looking for someone to be there. Yeah. And be in it with you. Yeah. And I think hearing that in that conversation, it helped me to be aware of like when people around me are in it, mm-hmm. I can I can be there. Yeah. You know? And if you can't be, I feel like you can be honest about that too. Yeah. You know? And then also when I'm in it, I think it makes it easier for me to be like, hey, I just need somebody like in this with me. Yep. Um, so that was my big takeaway. Yeah, with- just being able to share it and connect. Yeah. Yeah, I put something on here to capture and connect versus create and curate. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's huge. Like capture those yeah. moments and connect over them as opposed to we're just in a time right now where I feel like yeah. – And again, maybe I need to limit all of the people that I'm following or all of the influencers that I'm following. But I feel like those perfectly clean households, perfectly mm-hmm. curated – Highlight real, like yep. I'm done with it. Because 100%. there's you're not it's not real. I it's know not real. it's not so. real. And also like I think um like a everything's good, like that toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. You it's know? fine, it's fine, I'm fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like spreading that too is like that's inauthentic as well. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people are going through some real heavy shit. Yep. And and being able to connect. Yeah. And feel seen and not mm-hmm. so alone mm-hmm. is so important. So yeah. I think that Grace was really able to do that in that episode and capture that and mm-hmm. speak and, to it. Yeah. And I think she does that so good for people too. Mm-hmm. Like Grace is just such an easy person to connect with, to mm-hmm. share with. And yeah, just a lot of growth there. So just wanting to feel less alone. And I think that she does a great job with that through her writing. The next one that we had, I think the next guest was Haley on photography. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait. One tangent on Grace. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. So (laughs) the other thing with Grace, too, was obviously her writing. I mean, she's so talented and so skilled with that. And I think just the way that she draws emotions and meaning Mm -hmm. into what she writes is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's super, super intentional with Mm -hmm. it. Like – and I think, again, and I feel like we kind of talked about this too, but, like, just describing the scene that you're in mm-hmm. and being all there, like, I feel like she does a great job of doing that. Yeah. Like, kind of setting the tone. Okay, so with Haley, I think the biggest thing that I took away was just the intentionality behind it. Like, obviously, and so many of our guests, I feel like 2020 – could have been so, so rough. And mm-hmm. so many of them used that as like a kickstart to their yeah. businesses. Um, so I feel like with Haley especially, I took a lot of just the intentionality away from it being self-taught, um, teaching herself like the business side of things, and then also having to be like intentional with her schedule and kind of learning that. Yeah. Um Like she goes into each shoot intentionally creating an experience for her clients, but then also wanting to – obviously she doesn't want to turn clients away, but she also doesn't want to overbook herself. So I think that something that I really took away from that was just being 
intentional with how many clients she is booking so that she's giving each of those clients 100%. So Mm -hmm. again, just not spreading yourself so thin. She had talked about that. Like if she would book too many, then she was rushing through edits and not being able to give every client the same level of dedication and the same experience. Um, So I think that just being intentional and knowing how much energy she has space for, Mm -hmm. I thought was a really, really cool tool because I can't imagine – that especially in the summer when that is like your busy season and you're trying to book, 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 book because you know that you're going to have a slower yeah, season and that's financially what you're, what's making your income. But I think that she spoke really nicely to being able to kind of learn that balance year after year and be more intentional with each mm-hmm. how many she's booking. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that yes. for sure. Yeah. I think that she – was really inspirational with, like you said, how she just started her business and used 2020 as like a jumping board to just – is that a word? <laughs> like I don't know. A, I mean, I think so. She, she I'm with you. <laughs> she definitely used 2020 to like catapult herself um, forward with her business. And I think that she just believed in herself, had the confidence to do it. And like I think we talked about in that one, you're not going to know everything – Right mm-hmm. off the bat, you're going to learn so much along the way. And sometimes yep. you just got to jump in and do it. And that was something, too. She talked about how much she has learned and how yeah. much she has changed. And I think just being willing to adapt and grow and do things differently, try different things, it can really help you and lead to so much that you, you know, you don't know until you, you try. try. Yeah. yeah. Again, just start. Mm-hmm. And it'll evolve with you. Yep. Like as you evolve as a person, your business will evolve right alongside you. Yeah. And people will see that growth. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's really cool too. Even as I was listening back to these episodes, like from episode one to episode mm-hmm. 14, you could tell how much more comfortable we've gotten. For sure. And just how much more comfortable yeah. we've made our guests and everything else. Like the conversation yeah. just seems to flow better. I think so too. And sometimes you can't prepare for that type of growth. Right. Like the only thing that's going to teach you is doing it. Again, same thing with motherhood and Mm -hmm. kind of embarking on that journey. Like you're never going to feel ready, but I promise you that there's so much more that's like instinctual that you would never be able to teach yourself anyway. Like no book is going to teach you that. Mm -hmm. It's just going to – you're going to learn it from going through it and you're going to learn like what things are emergency feeling situations or what things are just – noises Mm -hmm. that she makes versus what's alarming. You know, I don't know. So you do. You just kind of learn it as you go. Mm -hmm. I think that's so much of life, Mm -hmm. just learning as you go. And just starting. Yeah, just Just starting. going ahead. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ready or not. Yep. Here we go. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Erica's another one. So that was a good one. They were all so good. Yeah. I mean, every single one of them, so yeah. good. And so like right on theme with mindfulness and balance without even realizing yes. that we were kind of doing that. Like I feel like we had on so many different guests and so many different topics. Yep. But they all struck true to mm-hmm. our mission and life yeah. in general. I mean, mm-hmm. I think just really transparent conversations. But anyway, I, I think so too. so much from Erica. One of the biggest things and – I don't even know if it was something that she said or just like the mantra or aura that she kind of carries herself with. But like her whole reason for starting everything is just showing herself that she's worth not giving up on. 
if that mm-hmm. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's yeah. something that really rings true to me just in her whole journey and her whole personality. Like even if you mess up or there's a bump in the road, like you're not worth you're not gonna you're not somebody to give up on. Like yeah. you're somebody to keep fighting for and keep pushing for. I also think that something that really stuck out to me with her episode is just obviously with 75 hard and no alcohol being like one of the hardest components for most people. That whole thought of any sort of social event like Keegan's Christmas party tomorrow and being on a medication that doesn't allow him to drink and you're in that mindset of like, I can't drink and that's such a bummer. But at the same time, is it really? Because you're you think that you're going to miss out on so much and there's that FOMO and whatever else, but really you're so much more present. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of flipping that script a little bit. And I think that Erica really talked a lot about that with like going to her first wedding sober in however many years, but that being something that she was then able to be like, actually, I was able to make so many more memories. I was present. I remember the whole wedding. Mm -hmm. I remember the entire reception. And I still had a freaking blast. So I think that that is just a huge takeaway too, that you don't always need the drinking. Wow. We have a guest. Another guest. Hi. Oh my goodness. And a big guest. She is. Lola the protector. Oops. Yeah. She's like, where is that baby that I watched last week? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) So, yes. So my biggest takeaway from Erica's episode was that your body will do it. It's your mind that you have to – or what was it? Yeah. Yeah. Your your mind will give up before your body will. Yes, your mind will give up before your body will. That was like something that I repeated in my head over and over again after that conversation. Yeah. It was like – Your body is wildly capable and Mm -hmm. it's your mind that needs to be strengthened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think that going through a program like the 75 hard or um, just a lot of what Erica's done for like, you know, getting herself to go into the gym and Mm -hmm. – um. You know, it's just especially as like a high anxiety person, like your mind is what needs to be overcome, right? And I think that you can tell she is really mentally strong. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that was a big takeaway. It's like I think it takes time. Like I think about my own like mental strength and stuff, and I think it takes a lot of time, but it's so worth it. Like I think there were things that she said too, just about like mental toughness and everything that I was like, oh, wow, that's like a great tip to like get my mind to be stronger because yeah. I don't know if I could go through, you know, 75 hard. I I want to try it at some point for sure. Um, but yeah, it's like you really got to have a strong mind mm-hmm. to get through something like that. Totally do it. You just have to take it one day at a time. Yeah. My mom and dad are doing it right now. Are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, I that's awesome. On like day, today's probably day 11. Oh, that's really cool. mm -hmm. Are they like doing their workouts and stuff together? Yeah, they do their workouts every morning and then they're drinking their water and sticking to their diets throughout the day. And then my dad messaged me yesterday and was like, it's crazy how fast you can go through a book with 10 pages a day. Like it is. I went through four or five books my first 
during 75 hard. Cause you read a little bit more than 10 too. Some days you're like feeling really inspired and you might read 20 or a full chapter. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. But they are, they're feeling good and they're, um, they're doing their walks at night with the boys. Nice. So taking the dogs out. And- yeah. That's awesome. I love that they're doing that. That's so cool. Yeah. They're definitely liking it and both feeling a lot better too. Um, Okay, so then the next one would be Aaliyah's talking about plant medicine. Yeah. Okay, so again, another one that I feel like had a super transformational 2020. I feel like we just had a lot of guests that really used COVID as like a transformational mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Um. Well, it's amazing too in that as well to like see how much can change over a period of three years or yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. it's like how much growth can mm-hmm. happen in that transformation. Like she talked a lot about travel and all of that going into it. And obviously that was super healing um, in itself. My biggest takeaway from her was learning a lot about her Reiki attunement. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- she kind of gave us a little bit of insight on the chakras. And you had asked a question about like your most, like what you noticed the most blockages in. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting to hear that the throat chakra <laughs> speaking our truth and then the third eye yeah. chakra too. Um, and kind of like we we shut down our intuition a lot yeah. and don't listen to our intuition a lot. And I thought that that was really, really interesting to learn more about those blockages and then hearing how yoga has been super healing for her and kind of opened her eyes to that. And like, just if she's feeling a certain way, like getting on her mat and really just flowing through it, moving through it. I think a lot of our guests have talked about movement and that being like a very therapeutic or healing practice, just moving through your anxiety or moving through whatever Mm -hmm. emotions you're feeling and trying to kind of find again, like that root cause, I guess, I guess. Yeah. I remember Aaliyah talked about when she started to take mushrooms, like mm-hmm. the medicinal benefits that she got from it. And one of them was the level of self-love that she felt like internally mm-hmm. when she, like the first time that she took mushrooms. Yeah. And I'm so happy for her that it was such like a positive experience and that mm-hmm. she walked away like realizing the self-love that is there or like the love yeah. that's there. And she was like, like she said on the episode, what do I have to do to like, Feel that. that. Yeah. yeah. Feel that thought, all the time. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. Um, and then, yeah, she did talk a lot about like embodiment mm-hmm. and just that mind-body connection. Yeah. Um, so I really loved that because that had been stuff that I've been working on this last year. Yeah. So I that like really resonated with me. She talked a lot too, and I can't remember if this was actually in the episode or if this was after we stopped recording. There's always so many good conversations that happen even after we like stop recording. Yeah. Um, but she talked a lot about like generational traumas yes. and generational um just like I I think that she made a comment of like the generational like ties of yeah, I can hold her again. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Um, but she talked a lot about like the generational ties of like her being pregnant and having her daughter you've already like you've already birthed not only your daughter but your granddaughter is there yeah. too because your ovaries are already developed and all of the eggs are there mm-hmm. so like they're living through all of that right yeah. with you so whatever hopefully Evie doesn't have any traumas but whatever Evie goes through yeah. her 
ovaries and her eggs are mm-hmm. feeling too. Like they're yep. – that's all connected, interconnected, which is yeah. just insane. Absolutely. That was a big takeaway too from to that conversation. About. And anything that, you know, like I think about that too. I wonder the things that my mom experienced when she was pregnant with me or when I was like a really small infant. Uh-huh. I probably don't know yeah. internally what was going on. Right. And – I, like, wonder that sometimes. Like, what was the environment like, you know? And it's probably all made you who you are. Yeah. Like, it's all, yeah, all yeah. interconnected in that way. For sure. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Elias was a really good episode. I loved, um, like you already said, but I did like how she did talk about, like, how many times she would go to her mat sometimes in one day mm-hmm. and just, like, to feel yeah, things through out. through COVID especially. I think yeah. she talked about going to her mm-hmm. mat, like, three or four different times yeah. because it was where she felt the most yeah. grounded or at peace. Right. And she, like, always tells her, like, when she's instructing yoga, she said that she just tells her students or whatever, like, your one job is just to feel – Mm-hmm. And I that was like a big takeaway for like life, not just yoga, but just in life. Like, you know, you can set aside time for yourself if it's not meditation or yoga. You can just set aside time and be like, okay, this is your time to feel. Right. This is your time to like think, let it out, you know, yeah. journal, whatever. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. giving yourself that space and that time. Okay. And then Matt. Yes. My brother. Yes. So – um, Matt obviously was on talking about bodybuilding, but he talked about a lot of life lessons too. Mm-hmm. I kind of alluded to this a little bit when I was talking about Grace, but I feel like Matt is somebody that just from like following him on social media throughout the years, so inspirational and so motivational. And again, he's somebody that I think from a mental toughness standpoint, like he truly lets you in mm-hmm. along his whole journey, everything he's feeling, like all of his Q and A's that he does, that takes so much bravery to get onto a platform and use it in that way. But he knows that he's inspiring people, mm-hmm. like, and I don't know if he knows that he's inspiring people, but he, but he is. Um, I feel like just being so willing to be so open and put yourself out there on that level, even through all of the grief and the death that he experienced, like being able to take something that's so traumatizing where you could have gone into such a dark, dark space. And in a lot of cases he did go into a dark, dark space, Mm -hmm. but also used it to fuel himself forward. Yeah. Um, And to know that something brings something greater out of it. I think that it's so, it's such a cool thing. Um, Even the relationship that he talked about and how, uh, much of a dark space that was with all of the gaslighting and everything else that came out of that. I feel like being so open to that, there's people that are relating to that mm-hmm. all over the place. Like I think, I don't know, I just think that that was such a uh, raw conversation and the fact that he used that experience and wrote about it and created art around it and used that as a like creative way to get himself out of that Mm -hmm. creatively I don't know I just think that he's a really really inspiring person I would love to have him back on too Mm -hmm. um just to continue to talk about but I think that again same same relatability to grace in the sense of 
being able to find that connection through the messy, through the raw, Mm -hmm. through the grief, through the happiness. I mean, there's been things that we've been able to watch and celebrate alongside with him too. Yeah. um, That he's posted about, obviously. But his root why or root cause behind a lot of those things, obviously any trauma is a lot and too much for people to go through. But he's also somebody that in his short life has been dealt a really tough hand. Yeah. It was really interesting to get to sit down and talk with him because he did like, okay, so I remember when he did go into that, like searching for pain, like he was like, I want to feel this. I want to be with this intense pain when he did lose a lot of friends in his life Mm -hmm. back to back. He was like, I just, I want to feel this. I don't want to run away from this. And he really approached it head on. Yeah. And it definitely brought him to a really dark place for a while. Um, But he was able to get through it. And like you said, like come out stronger on the other side. And I mean, like he talked about how he still honors those people in his life that he's lost. Mm -hmm. Like it never goes away. It never gets better. Like, you know, it's always going to be super tough. Yeah. It's it's crazy too cuz like yes, he did approach all of those things super head on. Um which obviously is difficult in its own right, but what's the alternative to that? Mm-hmm. Not dealing with it, suppressing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And that's hard mm-hmm. impossible too. I mean, yeah. And eventually it's yeah, you're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. I feel like too he's such a internal person like he really does think a lot on his own Mm -hmm. and process a lot internally um and then he does like he shares a lot too but i feel like he's always just thinking and like Mm -hmm. drawing meaning from things and you know there's not always a meaning for things that happen in life like we've talked about but um another takeaway too from that conversation was the comfort zone thing. So like pushing yourself out of your comfort yep. zone to grow. Yeah. That was really interesting because I don't always think I, – I do think about growth a lot in learning. Yeah. But I don't necessarily put it in the perspective of like I need to get out of my comfort zone to grow. Yeah. And like he said at the gym, you know, oftentimes we quit when it starts to hurt. And like yep. that's when we're going to experience growth. Yeah. Um, so I think just – taking that away into my life and being like, where can I push myself outside of what's comfortable to me? Mm -hmm. You know, within like, I don't want to push myself to an extreme where I don't get any growth out of that. But like, what areas can I? And I think that that kind of comes down to my whole thought too on approaching everything with that same curiosity and excitement Mm -hmm. as being a beginner. Yeah. Um, Because then you will always continue to learn something Mm -hmm. and and it will make you – want to continue to grow more yeah. and to pursue those. But I, I definitely, um, especially from a muscle building standpoint, like, yeah. Yeah. The burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's where the magic happens. Something that I loved when I when I work out with him or my other brother, they always – I'm always like a reps person. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let me do 12 reps, whatever. And they're like, no, just do as many as you can until you can't go anymore. Yeah. Because every day it's going to be different. Yep. And I love that actually. Well, and again, I think from a, I mean, thinking of a 75 hard standpoint or your mindset standpoint, like your mind's going to give up before your body does. Mm -hmm. 
Like you're, if you keep telling yourself just one more, yeah, just like you can do one more, yeah, like you can keep on going. Was Matt our last guest? I think so. Wow. Was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we did a bunch of solos. Yep, we did a lot of solos, which were awesome. I think my biggest takeaway from our solos is like the confidence that we have and like the comfortability. I think so too. Yeah. I also think, and I almost put this on there, I didn't, but um, your meditation episode, mm. your voice is just so soothing. <laughs> you just have the most soothing, soothing voice. And I think it's awesome that you can do that without really referencing anything. Like mm-hmm. you're just so, yeah, natural and present and grounded and calming. Those it's are great. fun ones to do. Yeah. If people like them, let us know and we, we can do more meditations. Would love it. Yeah. Oh, in the holiday stress? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could use a meditation. True. We could do some de-stress. Yes, if you want to do a de-stress yeah. one, I'm here for it. That's a good idea. I loved it. Yeah, I should do a de-stress. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed listening and want to help support us, it would be great if you could leave us a rating and leave us a review. It means so much to us. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Lightly Salted Podcast if you want to stay in the loop on everything happening behind the scenes. Have a great week, everybody, and talk to you next Thursday.